Good morning. Welcome back to Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. I am delighted to have my alder, um, Devin Absalom Smith from Ward 20 here this morning to talk to me about um, the American Rescue Plan funds, which the uh, one of the items on the Board of Alders uh, uh, topics or agenda for today's uh, aldermanic meeting. And, uh, and so, uh, and because we are a teaching radio station, uh, we have a little bit of a glitch, but that's all right. Thank you, Nora. Um, he's here to talk about what this means for the Newhallville. Because I, as I understand it, Devin, Newhallville is not part of the, uh, the funds that are coming from the federal government. The, the American Rescue Plan funds that will uh, be voted on this evening. So talk, tell me about what that is. Sure. Well, to, and thanks again, Babs, for having me in 103.5 <laughs> FM WNHH. Um, to be really specific, um, because Newhallville will benefit from American Rescue Plan funds, but in particular, there's $2.4 million under a bucket for youth centers that will also be included in what we're voting on tonight. And, and at present, Newhallville is not included in that bucket. And <clears throat> It's really important that we are included because this is once in a lifetime funding. Um, there, there is an additional $19 million uh, left after, after we vote on this 53 million. However, New Hallville really should have the opportunity to experience benefit from every round of funding. Why? Um, one of the reasons being 43% um, of children under five in New Hallville live in po poverty, according to- Whoa, 43%? That's almost half. Almost oh half of the God. children in New Hallville live in poverty. Um, so yes, a youth uh, center is, is not, or, or funding towards a youth center is not only needed, but it's desperately needed. And that I, is a refrain that I've heard over and over from parents, but what really impacts me the most is from the children. Um, I think you might remember uh, Saturday, July 16th, I held a family day slash stop the violence event. Yes. Two bouncy houses, DJ, food, et cetera. And the, I think there were more children there than adults. There were a lot of people, but lots of kids. And what stuck with me was that afterwards, the kids kept coming to me saying, one, when are we gonna do this again? And two, can we have a place where we can go inside and play? and have events and programs, that's out of the mouths of babes. They know what they need and we should hear them. Mm -hmm. So have you identified a place for this thing or, or are you just like, let's get some money and then we'll figure that out? I've been working on identifying places and I have found some possibly viable spaces within the neighborhood where we could either possibly try to rehab a building or build fresh from the ground up. Now the mechanics of that require um, the agreement of a number of different city departments in order to be able to acquire the land. But we can firmly say, yes, we have options. So it's, it's not, um, thankfully we're not just saying, yeah, just give us money, we'll figure it out. We're saying, hey, we're actively working. And I put some of the onus on our um, larger city uh, government to assist with that because the need is, is clear. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, back in, in at the end of the June, I was doing series, a panel, and then a community meeting around gun violence. And studies show that um, 
more of half of uh, firearm related deaths, including two thirds of firearm related homicides could be associated in, with living in a county with a high concentration of poverty. Mm. And that doubly impacks youth. I, um, I, I would say so. So yeah. what do you say, Devin, when, they, when people say, oh, well, why can't y'all just walk down the street to the Q house, which is a good walk from New Hallville, but nonetheless, a, a walk. Sure. We, 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 we got a Q house up. Y'all go over there. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what? We're very grateful for the Q house. We're very happy that the Q house with its long history has returned in some uh, vibrance. However, what I receive um, from residents here, ma the majority of them say, you know, well, one, it's pretty far to get to. Um, like if you live at the far, the edge of our uh, ward or New Hallville, that's closest by Hamden, that's, that's pretty tr uh, serious trek. And we know that we battle with issues such as poverty. Now, I understand buses are free, but anyone who has experienced any tinge of poverty you understand but whether buses are free or not the entire act of coordinating your schedule having the resources you need to travel anywhere is a tremendous effort so i mean i think the q house is great however the need in newhallville is so exacerbated i don't think that there can even be a conversation about us not needing supports within mm -hmm. this neighborhood i mean we chart high on state, uh, city, federal levels when it comes to poverty and childhood health disparities, unemployment and underemployment. So to me, it's a no brainer. And I think to residents it is as well. Um, plus some of the benefits of us having a youth center, having a visible and recognized place to go for youth issues and concerns, which would essentially help the youth put these issues on the agenda for community members. Um, that that programming, that type of uh, catering to the youth could be unique functionality of the New Hallville neighborhood. Um, also, just quickly to go back to your comment about the Q House, we have to recognize that there is challenges sometimes for young youth to be traveling from one neighborhood to another, because whether you're affiliated with perpetrating violence or not, oftentimes crossing into another neighborhood could be quite dangerous. I can give you one example from my youth. I went to um, what's now King Robinson, but Jackie Robinson for summer school one summer. And just walking up there with my cousin, I got my sneakers stolen because I had went into a part of uh, you know, the neighborhood that I guess I wasn't supposed to be in. Um, and and it's, it's harder for kids now than it was when I was young because mm -hmm. so rampant. So there's no kind of space like that that exists in New Hallville now. I mean, I think Lincoln Bassett is probably the anchor because it's a, you know, it's a school. It's a middle school, I guess, elementary school. It's the only real anchor in this community. And they're not, they're not open beyond school hours, are they? I, I'm not generally. I think they do have some after school programming. And um, at times we might see camps and things hosted through there. But if we're talking about children who are in the neighborhood who we we see you know playing in the street or down at Bassett Street Park and they just want to stop in somewhere to either play or receive some actual resources through programming they th there's not a casual place 
for them to be able to do that. And a youth center would establish meaningful opportunities for youth to be involved in community service, mm-hmm. policy advocate, advocacy, and personal enrichment activities. And um, chill, our children really do need somewhere to play outside of our dangerous, busy streets. Just a few months ago, a five-year-old was struck by a vehicle on Newhall Street. Um, I can only, yeah, and it's it's tragic. And I mean, thankfully, she she's okay now. But I, it would be us to have an indoor facility for these children to to recreate. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, and I know you work very closely with a great many of the neighbors in this community um, because you all are battling the App Foundation and their desire to put a drug rehabilitation space in the neighborhood, uh, which is not a good idea because they're not good stewards of the, the the properties that they have near the hospital. So I dare say they wouldn't be good stewards in this neighborhood either. Um, so it just seems like this neighborhood is fighting on a lot of fronts. How do you, how do you prioritize um, the things that get your attention? based on what the neighbors want and need. Mm-hmm. I, I thank you for bringing that up. And, and yes, yeah, so to, to address that, this neighborhood, we are battling on a number of fronts. We, we do um, have the, the issue of wanting the building that APT purchased to hopefully go to Clifford Beers and for a trauma-informed community wellness center. We do have the issue of Randy Cox, who in Newhallville was apprehended and sustained life-threatening injuries. You know, we, we do have the issue of uh, gun violence and poverty and, and then all of the regular issues of trees, sidewalks, et cetera, and other disparities. So as far as prioritization, I mean, I look at what I have in front of me and the great thing is I'm not doing this alone. So I really lean on community members to be working in their teams, their groups, their subcommittees so that we're paying attention to all of these things at the same time. This issue in particular is important to me because here we have $2.4 million on this bucket for youth centers, roughly the 300,000 a piece if, if it was distributed equally would be going to all the places named thus far. But my question is, how could this neighborhood that doesn't even currently, as you noted, have the infrastructure, uh, a physical place for youth center or designated youth programming, how do we get skipped when the, these, fund, uh, these funds were really sent down from the federal government for neighborhoods like ours. I believe if I could meet President Joe Biden and I gave him a blank dis- blanket description of our neighborhood, he would see that not only are we eligible, we probably are a, p- a perfect pilot area to receive some of these funding. And um, I stand by, I don't believe that Newhallville should miss a single dollar, not a single round of funding because it is known that our neighborhood is suffering from disinvestment. Mm. From this I, I would say so. And, you know, we've got um, um, Senator Winfield in this community. We've got um, State Rep Robin Porter in this neighborhood. Um, I mean, they are anchored. They are literally they anchored the community. 
physically and 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 in so many other ways so um so what can people do like what 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 would you have people do i i saw in your post um something about emailing the the uh president of the board is that uh taisha walker yeah yes Mm -hmm. um her and her email is actually ward 23 at newhavenct.gov. Now that's one thing I can't- 33, say. Ward 33 or is it 23? Oh, 23, two, okay. three. Because you got 33 in your type. Okay, yeah, so. there's a typo there. Okay, um, Ward 23. One thing I can say is that I am encouraged by the conversations that I've had with my colleagues on the board. And I'm encouraged by the conversations that I had with the um, chair of finance, I'm encouraged with the conversation that I had with the president of the board. My encouraging people to reach out is my encouraging them to participate in the democratic process. That is exactly what we should do. We, mm -hmm. If we have a concern or if we want to advocate for something to come to our neighborhood, we have to reach out to our elected officials and to have her support would be very, very um, positive when we're talking about outcomes and um, garnering the support of the rest of the board of alders. Um, because so, have you talked to your? Have you talked to her? Have you talked to your surrounding um, um, colleagues on the board? Because we border. Uh, I, I know um, Kim Edwards, and then I don't know who the alder is for Dixwell. Like you know, we have Dixwell mm -hmm. here. Maybe maybe um, uh, the, the 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 surrounding communities that sort of border war 20 have you have you spoken to them and, and what do they say yes we we border wars 19 which is alder kim edwards as you mentioned war 21 which is alder steve winters and war 29 which is alder brian wingate and i've had the opportunity to communicate with both um steve uh, alder winter and uh, alder edwards and actually i have to give a lot of credit to Alder Winter because he really has spearheaded the effort of navigating some of these conversations and identifying places within the budget where funding can be moved to include New Hallville. And I think that we're all on the same accord. And, that, and Jeanette Morrison, which is that that Q House area, right? She's yeah, fixed well. Yeah. Okay. Um I and I think as as far as um Alder Winter and Alder Edwards is concerned. I think we're we're on the same accord that we should be included, included and that we can be. That like I want to frame this so we understand this isn't we're not fighting here. This is just simply noting that we have enough time. We have until essentially seven o'clock to do right by this neighborhood. Um, and and I, I you know I could go and read down a fact sheet of numbers, but I think that first statistic of almost half of our children under five living in poverty is, is blaring enough to recognize that we need to be included in funding for a youth center. And we can't afford to miss this opportunity because we're not just talking about this one neighborhood here. Having um, a facility for youth in Newhallville will impact the entire city. It's a benefit to the city to develop and to assist in the development of an underserved community. Um, and that's just point blank period. So talk to me, because this all seems very sort of connected. Talk to me about the possibility of 
the adult ed moving into the old state space on um, Bassett Street. Yes. And what is that looking like? And and how do the neighbors, the community members feel about that? Sure. So adult education needs to relocate. They they have to move out of the location on El Grasso, and they are interested in purchasing the building at 188 Bassett. And recently, the city of New Haven, which included the mayor and, and others, hosted a community meeting around it. So from what I've been going door to door, calling people, et cetera, and I, it's a mixed bag. I hear a lot of people would be excited to have the prospect of education, adult education, easily accessible within the neighborhood. The Among the concerns that I've heard is has primarily uh, revolved around parking and- mm. Oh my God. Parking, yeah, and um, <laughs> this city- whole city has a parking issue, which is which right. doesn't really bother me too much because that means the city is viable and vibrant. So, but I I get it, right? And and the city engineers are are actually working on finding ways to if this were to go through to expand parking opportunities within the near area. And then I, I have also heard um, some concern about this community space inside of the building, folks wanting more space, more than 1600 square feet. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have um, heard that the, uh, the mayor's administration is working with adult ed and the city engineer to see if that community space can, can be expanded in this proposal. So, so when you say community space, what, what do you mean by that? So it would be, as it is, right now as far as this idea this proposal would be for the community to have a designated space which at present is looking about 1600 square feet where there'd be a separate entrance like um, a small apartment yeah pretty much it, it like and and there's the city engineer suggesting it could be split down the middle with like a partition to make two rooms if necessary and um, community members would have their own key card where they could access the the space and run programming, et cetera. Okay. And so and so what do you hear on the street? What's what's the word on the street? <laughs> it's it's a it's a mixed bag. Some people are actually very excited about the prospect and say, hey, this building's been vacant for a very long time. A long time. time. We we need more educational opportunities in the neighborhood. And some people are just very excited about that prospect and are in favor. And then um, I do, there are other residents who are less enthusiastic and like I said, have concerns around parking, have concerns around space within the building for community and have concerns about whether the community will really be able to benefit from the programming within um, adult education. So I'm hearing from, from both sides, essentially. It does, though, however, I have heard from more people than not that they were enthusiastic about it. And I know that may not be favorable for me to say for those who are in opposition. However, um, I'm just telling you exactly what I heard because I am talking to residents about it. Okay, so um, so I guess the space is attractive, attractive enough for adult ed. I mean, is it enough space for them? Like, are they gonna be in this space for a couple of years and then feel like, oh, we are, we, we've outgrown this and let's, you know, pull up and move to a bigger space or like what, what, what do they say? 
That's a really good question. And I think it would be best asked directly to them. But from what I understand now, they're saying they would be able to fit their full operations within the 188 Bassett building. It, it's approximately 46,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. However, they do have plans to expand. So I don't okay. know how that would measure up in the future, if that would require like expansions on the building itself or how that will work. Okay. Okay. So, so uh, 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 a centralized center for youth, a youth center mm-hmm. um, would go a long way. I mean, I'm, I, I saw the piece of the New Haven Independent about the Barbell Club is making a, a, its comeback. Uh, I used to live in the hill. I grew up in the hill. So I know something about the Barbell Club. Um, it, that's where I went to elementary school. Um, I went to a middle school there. I'm sorry. It was Trowbridge Middle School. So that's where I went. So I'm very familiar with the community, the neighborhood, and the building. Um, it seems to me that just about every neighborhood has some kind of youth-serving organization. Um, um, the Hill has the Boys and Girls Club in the, in the lo- upper part of the hill. Um, uh, Fairhaven has um, LEAP and Junta, because Junta runs some programs. Um, uh, so there's, the, so it's not, un, it's not an unusual ask to create um, space for a youth center in this neighborhood. Um, so if you, if you don't get included in this round of funding, what do you do? Well, if we don't um, get included in this. And I think you will, but I don't know. I I have, I'm a, you know me, Babs, I'm a penultimate optimist. You are. I am, (laughs) you will as also. However, I'm a realist. And in the case that we don't, one, we certainly advocate to be included in uh, funding for the night, the pot of 19 million that is still up to upcoming. However, as I tell residents all the time, we also work to get this, what we need ourselves. And that is something that is ongoing. We are currently working um, in order to solidify our plans for, you know, what we want to see our vision for this youth center slash community as center and find private funding for that. And we've been talking with a number of philanthropic organizations and other advisors to assist us so that we can have the structure in order to make these things a reality. For me, leaving Newhallville as an underserved community, or at least, you know, War 20 specific, it's not an option. So we, I, I understand that we have to come from every different angle with the lens towards we have to do a lot of the legwork to get these things ourselves. However, we cannot let city uh, government, and I'm including myself in that, I'm not excluding myself, city government can't be left off the hook because if you identify that a neighborhood is underserved and subject to disinvestment, the logical thing to do is to invest in order to see prosperity, not just for that neighborhood, but for the city as a whole. We're not talking just about today, Babs. We're talking about generational and future uplifting of the the residents of the city of New Haven. I mean, studies show that having things like this in our neighborhood may be associated with reduced poverty in adulthood, having the opportunity to have standalone space where we train up our children about financial responsibility 
et cetera, and all of the other social, emotional, important things that we need to be working with our youth on. You made some really poignant points about existing facilities in other neighborhoods. And I'm exceptionally happy for all of those neighborhoods that can tout having uh, YMCA, Boys and Girls Club, LEAP, Trowbridge, The Shack. And um, that's what we wanna see. My resounding cry though, is that Newhallville cannot afford to be and will not be left out of that. When we look at the infrastructure of the neighborhood, we, we come up with a big donut. We don't have that. We're just starting with a, the youth facility. We don't have that. We don't have any major community type support center or place where people can receive health and human services needs. We don't even have a, a proper sit down restaurant or a, even a coffee shop or, and, and I wanna remind people that- That's a good point. It's, we, we don't have, what I've been, I've been really intentional about working with our city government to do intentional community-based planning. Look at this neighborhood on a map and say, what things that make a community livable, viable, and um, having accessible things for residents, what do we have and what don't we have? The list of what we don't have is much longer than what we do have. And it's uh, obligation of the city to invest in cultivating the neighborhood so that there's a net positive benefit mm -hmm. for the city as a whole. Mm -hmm. and, and that's our goal here. And so, I mean, I, I love this, but you know, I, I have to be thinking too, the possibility of gentrification. Like, what does that look like? I mean, we're starting to sort of see the, 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 uh, the housing market change a little bit and the encroachment of developers building massive uh, apartment structures um, that is starting to sort of trickle into this neighborhood. What do you, how do you, how do you think about that? How do you, how do you, um, how do you think about that? Well, I think as it is, we have limited real estate here that can be used and accessed for community purposes. And like you said, with this looming possible encroachment of gentrification, it's more important now than ever to make sure that we are serving and uplifting the quality of life for people that are currently here. So before a lot, some of these parcels get snatched up by developers, let's lay a, a claim to them. Let's uh, put some stake in them and know the city can't buy up all of all of the land. But there's a lot of, or I don't say a lot, there's a decent amount of city owned property and land here that can be used for community purposes or like the great work that LCI is doing and Neighborhood Housing Services of New Haven and Beulah Land Development, which is purchasing some of these vacant houses and plots to build first time homebuyer homes. So we definitely need a lot more of that. And we need to support organizations like NHS of New Haven and Beulah Land Development Corp and LCI and their efforts as well. I think mm -hmm. that's how we can kind of work to preserve some of our community. However, what has to happen in tandem with that is investments from the city in the enrichment of the neighborhood and not allowing landmark once in a lifetime opportunities like with the American Rescue Plan funds, not allowing a single dollar 
that we're eligible for to pass out away from the hands of New Hallville. It is, as, and I'll reiterate, it is a benefit to the entire city for us to thrive. Okay. So, so to, tonight, the Board of Alders, sta their standing meeting, your standing monthly meeting, um, you're going to uh, ask um, to be included into this pool of money. Uh, if people want to help or raise their voice around this, um, uh, email ward23, right? Yes. At, at uh, what is it? At newhavenct.gov. Yes. Okay. And that's the board president, Taisha Walker. Yes. That's her, uh, that's her um, email. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I think she'll be pleasantly surprised when she gets all these emails. Um, so, so you make a motion, you raise it, and then they vote, and everybody votes and says, you know, we think it's a good idea if we could include them. Or, I mean, and, and then does it get into a lively debate, discussion? How is this going to go? How do you think it's going to go? I think the, the best case scenario, which is what I'm really hoping for, is that we just become included, that from uh, an amendment is put forth um, through the proponent of the current amendment, which would be the finance chair, which just adds us to the line item. Then all, all that happens is the agenda essentially stays the same, except for we're included, and then the full board votes, and there's much ado about nothing. Okay. You know, that to me is a, a, the best case scenario. Short of that, we would have the option perhaps of proposing an amendment to add us. And then as you said, there'll be a spirited debate and a vote as to whether or not this could occur. But I, my, I'm imploring, and I know that residents are imploring to let's just make this, make, let's make the sensible choice, the sensible and seamless choice to add this underserved neighborhood to this line item. Now, I want to say briefly, um, this commentary may arise that, okay, well, the money that is being allocated is for generally for existing structures, mm -hmm. for existing structures. However, the, the language that the mayor first proposed said new or existing structures. And the way I look at it is, okay, so if, if the city's given out food today and says, Everyone with a plate can get food, <laughs> but we don't have a plate in New Hallville. Do we starve because we don't have an existing structure? To me, it's a circular argument, which any of my philosophy friends will know is a fallacy. Okay. And I have faith in our city government. I know that we don't function in fallacies and illogical premises. I think that we'll do the logical thing tonight. And, and add New Hallville. Now to residents and even residents outside of New Hallville who are impassioned and concerned about the well-being of our youth. If we do not see the type of change and inclusion that we need tonight, then yes, I call on you all to rally with us as far as um, sending correspondence to me, to our other elected officials in order to demonstrate that this need is there and that for the next round of funding, we ought be included. Thank you so much for your time this morning, Devin. I, I think you're doing a fine job. I, I don't know I don't know what the other wards are doing, but I know of no alderman that works harder than you because God knows when you were campaigning, I, I, I wanted you to bring me my groceries in the mail because I saw you so much. <laughs> Thank you, man. So, I, I, I'm, I, I, I want to say to people, my alder keeps me updated. 
you give us news briefs, you let us know what is happening, you stay connected to this community, you walk this community, um, you talk to people, they know you, they can touch you, um, and, and you have just been a fine example of what we want our politicians to do, particularly on the local level. So, so thank you for your service, first of all. And secondly, uh, I just think you're a great human being. So I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Babs. And likewise, and you know, it's an honor and a privilege to serve you, the residents of New Hallville and the residents of New Haven. I don't take this job lightly at all. I consider you all my family. So I just appreciate you all having some faith in me. We do. So uh, I'll be paying attention. I know it'll, it'll, it'll be uh, on, I know uh, Paul Bass has already assigned somebody to cover that beat tonight. So I'll be looking uh, with bated breath for the New Haven Independent update uh, piece on how this goes tonight. So thank you, Devin, and uh, I'm praying for you. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. I'll see you in the neighborhood. Yes, you will. Come on by the porch. You know where I am. <laughs> Take care. All right. Thank you. Thank, thank you, Nora. Thank you, Harry. I'll see y'all tomorrow. I'm out. People, play us out. Thank you, Dev.
Feeling to the wheels, 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 feeling to the wheels,